on SEN. Welcome to Moody on the Mic with Peter Moody, Roger Aldridge, Tom Hackett and Anthony Mithen. Hello and welcome to another edition of Moody on the Mic. The quick interchange is happening. KB and Dr Turf are being benched and in to the studio come myself, Roger Aldridge, the great man, Peter Moody, Anthony Mithen and the resident rain man himself, Tom Hackett. And uh, look, it's a little bit haphazard here at the moment, but uh, Peter Moody, welcome back. Great to be here, isn't it? Just past the great Kevin Bartlett, shook his hand. Well, you wouldn't have got a handball off him. Wouldn't have got a handball off him. Uh, I didn't get any tips on growing hair either. It's not helping either of us. (laughs) Speaking of growing hair, Anthony Mithen, how are we? <laughs> uh, good, thanks. Yeah, I've gone the same sort of look. It uh, seems to work for Peter and KB, OK? Great to be here at 6 o'clock to, uh, following up on uh, Doc and KB and um, looking forward to our very, very special guest. And hopefully our listeners might have a few questions for him as well. They can text us, they can they tweet can. us, they can do whatever they want, 0433 11.16. Well, yes, we are in. Uh, we are on at 6pm. We are on an hour earlier. We've moved into prime time because apparently the resident rain man said, if I'm going to keep tipping the house down, <laughs> I want prime time air. Too right, Roger. You know, that's what I'm like. It's, I demand these things, but it's how good's this weekend of racing going to be? I could not be more excited. This might be the best Super Saturday I've seen in some time. You know, the, the only issue we have with this show, and I'm going to just... SEN management, Hutchie, if you're listening, I'm sure you are... The resident rain man needs the camera on him because we do put the video clips out. Uh, we do put the video clips out after, uh, you know, after the show just to promote yep. it on Ladbroke yep. social media. There's a camera on me. There's a camera on Moods. There's a camera on Mytho. The resident rain man has a lot of good stuff to say. And he's getting donuts in the camera because the other camera's sitting over your two bald heads. I think yeah. it's because you've been saying for so long, Rods, I've got a face for radio, so I don't want to put me on the video. Well, that's very, very true. Can tip a winner, but listen, if you listen to him for too long, you seriously want to stab yourself in the eye with <laughs> the floor. Like, like fair dinkum. He's the most boring bastard in the world. The like, face of a hat full of armpits, to be fair. You're here for the excitement, moves. I'll tip mm, the winners and right, you good. follow my tips. I see you on racing.com copying my tips. Like, ooh, no one's... <laughs> you, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you come through on the Saturday. Oh, what's the Rain Man tip? All right, I'll better put that on top. Oh. Uh, and, and then everyone's like, Moody, what a champion is, a tipster, champion trainer. Do I tip you? Well, I tell you All what. All the time. I every can, week. I can tell you right now, uh, when it comes to tips, last week we did the best bets and the second time in as, as many yeah, weeks or in two or three weeks, Mythos tip missed to Rack Flyer as his best. Two you don't have to be dead to be stiff. <laughs> it should have. It's just a non. She's a non-winner because oh, she should have won. Right. No, she should have won both weeks. How did she get nutted? I mean, she missed the start of the first one. Granted, last week that's as bad a beat as you'll ever see. It was horrendous, Rog. I was absolutely on the tiles at Flemington. Could not believe it. She. Uh, poor old Jake Noonan, he's got the tail of one in Tony Sandick's colours, in the uh, Maccabi Diva colours. It's not taking him anywhere, and he thinks, I've got to pop off a little early because it's going backwards at a rate of knots. He peels to the extreme outside, makes the run a little early, but, oh, I've got them all covered. This is all too easy. Suddenly he hears the thundering hooves down the outside and thinks, there was nothing behind me. 
And the Maccabi Diva colours, over the top, it finds a second wind and gets us on the line. I it was, was tragic. I didn't even see it coming. It I mean, I've got, I, I can forgive, you could forgive Matt Hill for, me, for missing it. And I can't even remember whether he did because I was still just filthy my bit. Does anyone you know. remember its name? No. It, no it, it was bought online. Wayne Dunn wrote it? It was bought online out of Kalgoorlie for 30000 in November. <laughs> that's that's what beat us. Well, you know, they, the they, they, do, Flemington. they get gold out of Kalgoorlie. We know oh, that. my God. And just like you, Mitho, no one remembers who ran second, mate. No. no you know no, the only no. person who remembers who comes second? The person who backed it. No, actually, we're on prime time now. I can't finish that second. person who backed it. <laughs> Running second, mate. <laughs> uh, well. I'll tell you what. Uh, one one horse that uh, was uh, finished one spot better, not in the same race, uh, than uh, Mr. Oakfly was was Mystic Journey. The yeah. Tasmania, the first oh, Tasmanian-trained Group 1 winner in over 100 years. There's a bit of conjecture as to whether it was about 1883 or Mitho seems to think there was a bit of a report earlier that one won the new market in 1915. So it's still Something over 100. Like it's over a century. Yep. For a, it, it, and it not only did it, I mean, it was just a, it was a huge win. Massive. Massive win. She it, was brilliant. The and last, I, I, I've got egg on my face there too because Amphitrite, I've suggested that was the second best horse in the land, could only run third, and it, it, it looks the real deal, Mystic Journey, doesn't it, Moots? Yeah, and we've got those three doing battle in the All-Star Mile in a couple of weeks, the trifecta out of the guineas, but she was the last... 75 metres. She was just totally dominant uh, when she got through the gap and just put on the sword. And Adam Trinder and the Tasmanians, like Mitho said, Roughing. hats off. Uh, phenomenal job and a very, very good filly. And Tommy, you're worried about the gate one, but it didn't seem to bother her in the slide. Exactly right. She showed a, another side to her profile, her go. She could, it was a bit like when Wings won that co- the first Cox Plate, where Wings used to be a get-back horse a and then run on. on the that was sort of mm. probably the knock-on mystic journey, but it sat handy mm. and then was then out of a finish-off struggling. And it was... It was arrogant in the end, and so she's going to add a whole other dimension to the uh, All-Star Mile. It's going to be a fascinating race in a couple of weeks' time. Cannot wait for it now, even though it is a Mickey Mouse well, race in your words, it, Moots. It's a, it's, no. a, it's a race of... I mean, the field is one of two halves, essentially, the haves and the haves-nots, or the cans and the can-nots. So there's mm. going to be horses at massive odds. We've seen the worst result for Ladbrokes is... Um, Urban Rilla, Queensland horse, the Queensland representative in the All-Star Mile. I think you're safe. Yeah. It's had a pittance waged on it, but it's a 250 to 1, which is why it's a worse result. But haven't seen as much interest in the All-Star Mile from a betting perspective than what I thought we would have, and that's probably because that, although the final field is essentially out, there's still going to be a couple of changes, you would think. Um, it certainly looks like... Um, Material Man will probably come yeah, out, I'd which suggest, at some point. open the door for... Um, was a... Uh, well, Lena Plenty will go to Sydney now. So there's a few. Uh, Malaguera is has been listed as one of yes, the emergencies. Yeah. There's a few. There's a few different options there. So we don't really know, but certainly Mystic Journey sits right there at the top in the market. Amphitrite and also Alize is the three dollar favourite love race at the moment. So mm. it's going to be. Look, it, it is going to be an interesting race, and you know, as much as I've potted it for a while now, as we all have here, it's 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 starting to really get me in the lead-up. I'm looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, well, there's going to be about three or four chances line up. So, well, well, listen here, one of my bugbears, we're going to have the All-Star Mile. One of the great races is the VRC pro- size produce on Saturday. Totally forgotten. Mm. Why aren't we promoting a race like that rather than this hit-and-giggle race? You know, it's a $200,000 time-honoured race, Group 2, they run for 135000 in the benchmark races on a Saturday. Here we've got a $200,000 Group 2, won by some terrific horses, and you never hear of it. And barely hearing the new market in the Australia Cup mentioned, 
in well, relation to this race. I agree. Leave me alone. We're, we're certainly going to be touching on the new market in the Australian Cup. And the new market is a, a terrific race. I mean, we've got 22 mm-hmm. runs going around. The Australian Cup is a, is a cracker, a race that you've won before. Most, me and uh, Tom were going through the... The previous winners of the Australian Cup, and well, might have dropped off a little bit. It's a cracking race. Oh, absolutely! I mean, you, like, nor- amazing yeah, even the last the twenty years, you've had Northerly, you've had Longrow, you've had Maccabi Diva Moods. You obviously had Managar win it over narrowly over Southern Speed. One, of, well. one, one still, of the great steeplechasers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, Lukey Kamani <laughs> had it as a steeplechaser. Moods <laughs> don't go broke back and win as well. I tell you what, we will get to those races shortly. But look, on Saturday we saw the mighty mare go around again, and we spoke to Peter Ty on this show last week, and. You know, we all thought it was going to be a track gallop. It was her against Happy Clapper and six stable mates. But Happy Clapper made a real race of it. And it turned out to be, although she, she did what we all expected her to do, it was a great race. Yeah, well, Blake Shin certainly up took the... the front, anyway. Blake Shin took the race up to Winx. Uh, he, he served it up to her. As we've seen d- done a couple of times, and she had to run a race record to win this race. So it was no soft kill by any stretch of the imagination. Some great horses have gone round. She's obviously won them the last four times uh, and tie the knots and many champions uh, before and since tie the knot also. Um, and she's come out and run a race record. So that was a mighty performance in the twilight of her career. So kudos, Blake Sheehan, happy clapper. Probably detrimental to his chances in the All-Star Mile because mm. he probably pulled the guts out of the old bugger, but he'll be here for his uh, check in a uh, Saturday week. But a mighty, mighty performance from the great mayor. And she's only starting to produce records on the clock mm. in the latter part of her career and probably her last seven or eight runs. She probably hadn't run a record up until then. So phenomenal performance. Is, is that the argument? to keep her racing. Well, we got the answer to that one, didn't we? But it was amazing to see that fans actually having to feel like they need to get up and and cheer her on to get her over the line, which yeah. was which was just a, a bit of a rare occurrence. But what I found, I was in the, I was lucky enough to be invited on a table in the terrace at uh, Flemington on Saturday. Humble, humble brag, yeah, just the um, you know with was, the battlers, not yeah, sure with what, the people, not sure what you the, are uh, a man of the people. Myth, I'm not yeah. sure what they were doing in the trenches, but I'd left them for the day, and you never stepped foot in the trenches in 20 years. I could not. I believe the table down below us, they'll remain unnamed. I knew a couple of them or, you know, met, met them afterwards. Go, happy clapper. Get home, happy clapper. I'm, go- I'm looking at them thinking, what are you people doing? I stood over the top of them and said, that is un-Australian. You can't barrack against the mighty winks. What are you doing? They said, oh, it's just all a bit boring. I should have been away Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know what? I'm, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the... I'm going to kill Bambi a bit here. And we, the people who go to the races, I, I don't think anyone, let me preface this, I don't think any person over the age of 15 should wear a football guernsey to the football. I'm that guy. Like, I don't think, if you're over the age of no, 15, you unless there. you play football, you don't wear a football guernsey. No. Oh, so you're allowed to wear a scarf and a hat and carry on like a goose, but you're not allowed scarf's to wear a scarf. We've just found one that wears okay. a jumper. Oh, he's, no, he's, no, he's, he's one a that wears a jumper. Man. I've never worn a jumper to the footy finish. in my life, but don't begrudge the people. Well, they don't the make pe- them that You big. don't see them in the terraces where you're sitting on race day. Right. But the people down on the fences enjoying the great champions and getting into the spirit of it, I don't care if they turn up in a leather g-string well let i do enjoy and themselves let, let me finish here so let me okay that's one person good. the nuffies that go dressed in full winks kid oh what what surely there's you know i've, I've not seen one over six there's a, some, there is some grown there were some grown people featured on the tv grown on the weekend grown, grown men, men and women not men featured no. in, in, in like just like over the top wink stuff 
What do you hate racing, Roch? How dare these people go out and enjoy racing and enjoy a great mare while she's in hey, a prime? enjoying racing has been a complete nut. How dare you? Like, that's This is a crook okay. opinion. Like, you've had some bad opinions in your time, Rog. This might ah, be number by. one. My, uh, my point is that I've, I've been to the Moody's a couple of times and did surprise Pete by driving in the gate, and there he was in the... Um, in the salmon and black dots. <laughs> I, I was a little bit embarrassed, I must say. He was doing the gardening at the time. But, uh, so I, I can see why. I had a black caviar tie. That's fine. <laughs> like one a little, little, little thing. Every now and again when I get bored at home, right, I, I pull on the jumpsuit that she travelled England in. <laughs> go for a little trot around the farm. <laughs> and if I just happened to come in the gate that day, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. It fitted well, too. So yeah, yeah. The, the, only, the only worry was Luke Nolan was on his back at the time. <laughs> as long as he was on my back and nowhere else. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to take a break here yeah. on Moody on the Mic Prime Time. Joining us after the break is a Godolphins head trainer, James Cummings. Is he? James Cummings. Hasn't he done a phenomenal job? Can't wait to have a chat to James. Yeah. I mean, there is so much. We could, we could dedicate an hour talking to James Cummings tonight because, oh, my goodness, has he got a good stable. Well, right. and text a, a text question if you've got one. Uh, 0433 Text us in the ad break. He has and the favourite in all the key races this weekend. And don't feel rude if we don't reply to you because the text machine's not working. Oh. On SEN, you're listening to Moody on the Mind. Yes, welcome back to Moody on the Mic. Now with your Wednesdays at 6pm, James Cummings will uh, hopefully be joining us later in the show. Uh, But in the meantime, let's look at the new market handicap because it is an amazing uh, renewal of the new market handicap. 22 runners. Shoals is going off to Sydney to run in the Canterbury Stakes. But 22 runners. Osborne Bulls. James Cummings trains. Uh, 3.30 before he sentences. Now gets out to Rain Man about 4.50. Give us, run us through the market. Yeah, it was 4.50. Not when, the whole market because that'll take up most yeah. of the uh, the half an hour. But uh, 4.50 when uh, the Fauna Field market opens this morning, Rog. But Osborne Bull's been 4.50 into $4. Very, very popular in early betting. It's such an interesting race that now the rest of the, there's a lot of them in between that 10 to $20 mark. You've got Graf on the second line of betting with Will Pike in the saddle at $9. You've got a horse with, with many great ones to its name in the form of Centre and Elaine at $11. Maybe the most interesting price is the two-time winner of the race, won the last two editions, Red Kirk Warrior. You've got $21. It's such an interesting betting race. Cannot wait to get stuck into it. And uh, the man himself, we're joined by James Cummings. Thanks, James, for taking time out of your busy day to have you under us. That's all right, Peter. How are you? Very well, mate. Very well. Not as well as you. Your team is absolutely on fire. Congratulations. Uh, since you've taken over the Daly operation, mate, you've just gone from strength to strength and uh, you're attacking Melbourne and a great chance of winning our two feature group ones on Saturday. Osborne Bulls, the best sprinter in Australia. You didn't say that. C. Williams did, but you've dragged him off and put Huey Bowman back on. <laughs> Maybe for an outlandish statement. Uh, mate, you must be very pleased with this bloke's prep heading into the new market. Yeah, he's uh, he's right where I visualised he could be coming into the new market, and uh, I, I was um, really blown away by his effort over five furlongs. As you boys quite rightly pointed out in the lead up to that, there were, the horse was untested at a thousand metres, and it didn't look to be his go, given the given the given his racing pattern. But he looked to make it his own a bit there, and if he had it just had one to drag give him a bit of a drag into the race a little more than he did following Lean Mean Machine who seemed off the bridle at the 450, then he might have given in her time a little bit more of a scare but um, but as it was, he still had the flashing lights all over him coming coming out of that race 
And I'd like to think that, that puts him right in with a chance in a new market on Saturday. And probably not disadvantaged, the 22 alley. He's not going to get caught up in too much traffic, one would hope. He's going to get it unimpeded down the outside. Six from eight at the trip. He looks outstanding. Encryption, he was good the other day as well. Why can't that horse run a race? I mean, that horse is uh, he's coming out of a he's coming out of a uh, an impressive performance, a personal best. Um, it was a fast race. It was fast from start to finish. I love the way horses were popping all around him, including the race favourite up near the up near the lead, and he was able to absorb that pressure and still hit the line so strongly against a very very capable mare. Uh, so I think that uh, I think that you know interestingly. We've got horses coming out of placings from the two main lead-ups of the new market, and you know every year one wonders what's the what's what's the real form going into it. So you know I think we've got that covered. And obviously encryption being an entire, as much as uh, you've got a soft spot for Osborne Bulls, uh, Group One on his resume probably adds a lot more value to the team. That's right. He's got a he's got a big page of that horse. He's uh, he's out of a multiple Group One winning mare. Um, and he'd be a, he'd be a, he'd be a wonderful um, next Group One winning son of Lonro to be joining the roster if we're able to achieve that Group One on his page. But um, the run in the Oakley Plate, you know, that, that suggests a horse that looks one day capable of converting to Group One. It's probably a bad way to do it. James Roger Aldridge here, mates. Uh, I hope you're well. Uh, when I'm doing speeches at races and that, I always like to have a cheeky one-liner in there, a, you know, a good gag. Given the hand that you've got this weekend, I really hope you can dive deep into the joke book for a good uh, a good line because you could be up on that podium numerous times. Not a podium, but uh, collecting trophy after trophy. Uh, and obviously you'd be coming to Melbourne rather than Sydney, but a strong hand in both states. I don't know, Roger. You know, at first, at first glance, it seems a no-brainer to go to Melbourne, but with the two-year-olds and the and the uh, the young horses that are racing there, and not to mention Kim and Tari in the Group One, I, I don't know if it's that that clear cut. You know what? To let you know, a little secret. I haven't even booked a flight yet to Melbourne. <laughs> well, I'm sure you can afford a late fee, James. Uh, <laughs> it's it's Mytho here. Is there any chance or any any truth to the rumour that in perhaps one of those acceptance speeches that Roger speaks of, you might have a parrot on your shoulder? No. no? I, 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 it's, an, it's an interesting story, that one. Do you want to let the boys in on it? <laughs> they have no, no idea. They have have no no idea. This what... is why we got you on, James. You let us in on they it. They have no idea. I've, I've waved my <laughs> arms furiously when the, when the talk of speeches yeah. came into it because I know something that they don't, and I don't think you thought what I'd know either. Tell the story. <laughs> Little bet with Paul Massar a few years ago, first guy to get the 10,000 followers on Twitter, would would win the bet and uh and and the loser has a parrot in his shoulder at the races all day all day long interviews you name it donors interviews you name it it has to just put up with it so i'm just traveling comfortably on the bridle like one of one of one of pg moody's horses just coming to the coming to the line four and a half lengths in front and i look i look over my shoulder as i get to about nine thousand eight hundred and eighty nine. 9,989 followers. I look over my shoulder and Paul Massara, right, must have written a cheque to some bloke in India. <laughs> and he goes from 7,500 followers to all of a sudden 10,000 followers exactly, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm, sitting, I'm sitting at the Gold Coast during the Ewing Stars and I'm thinking, 
well, this is, you know, this is going to be a comfortable... This is going to just chalk up another comfortable victory here. And, I, and, and up comes on the Twitter feed, Paul Musara with exclamations, 10,000 followers. You know, <laughs> as, as, as someone I followed myself. Well, I'm scrolling through the list of followers that he's got. And it becomes patently obvious that he's paid... The has to pay for this because he's got some names there that don't even have letters in their names. <laughs> they're, just, they're just all the way through There's and asterisks and eggs. Have you, eggs as have you called for a steward's inquiry here, James? Or? And I've since, since looked at his, his mother. His mother was horrified when it was suggested to her that he may have cheated in the run to the line. <laughs> well, there was there was controversy about the all-star mile voting. Uh, this, we, we need a steward's inquiry on this. But in the meantime, what day is the parrot going to adorn the shoulder and uh, take you to the races? Well, hopefully Paul Massaro wears that parrot, you know, around about, you know, William English Easter time, the yearling sales when they're selling a $2 million yearling and he's got to stand behind the rostrum with a parrot on his shoulder. That'd be nice, I think. I'd love to see the look on Sheikh Mohammed's face <laughs> as he, he's watching from Dubai, watching his head trainer with a parrot on his shoulder. That'd be a beauty. <laughs> we might I be able to... Probably, I mean, well, who knows? Who knows? I mean, there's... Uh, uh, there's always different ways of putting a bit of colour into the races. Um, Peter, Peter, didn't you? Didn't you? Um, you, you, you've been an advocate of the wearing, wearing of the shorts on hot days at Caulfield, and didn't you one day go to the? Did you go to Gallipoli and? Have a little dip in the water there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a historian, James, and uh, I saw yeah. the soldiers frolicking uh, in their birthday suit, and I thought it was good yeah. enough for them. Yeah, you didn't get banned from Twitter for bearing your ass. I don't. It was no good. Idea. I didn't you're bear pretty, my ass. Actually, I thought you're, you're pretty fit though, Peter. For a oh, James, James, James. Have you been drinking? Oh, it's only six o'clock. We'll get you on every week, James. Now we're going to move on with the serious side of the show, mate. Turn it up, Avilius. He's been in superb form. He presented better on each occasion at Caulfield. So much so, first up, as you indicated to us, as he was a bit off in the coat, but he did improve rapidly and look second up. Have you been pleased with him heading to the Cup? I have been pleased with him. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a straightforward straightforward horse with a terrific attitude, and this would be, uh, it'd be a wonderful race if he was able to burst his way into the clear again. Uh, mile and a, a mile and a quarter looks right up his alley. He looks like he was screaming out for 2,000 even as he quickened to the line last time in the Peter Young. James, as the uh, punters representative on this uh, program, I've got to ask, last <laughs> spring, the Metropolitan, Avilius, looked a stone-cold moral, was the anchor in many and many a spring multi. You went to Melbourne <laughs> instead. Any regrets? Or did you even consider just being the ultimate trial and taking him out of the Australia Cup this year just to repeat the dose? <laughs> no, no, I've I got the, uh, I've got the, um, the, the, the trainer's trophy of the bar coming down on the mantelpiece, mate. And <laughs> I think that's, uh, I think that's going to be right up there for a long time. But, um, but getting the opportunity to run in the Melbourne Cup is, is uh, with a horse that was on in that sort of form, is like the, the real, the real deal. And, and that's, that's one of the trophies that my bosses in Australian racing to try and win. Um, I, we, we were gutted to see the horse out of the race but you know getting knocked over crossing the winning post the first time but cross counter was out of, able to win it anyway so that's fantastic but you know to give ourselves the opportunity is, is the main thing 
Mate, I don't think anyone would begrudge you having the Bart Cummings uh, trophy, and I reckon it'll take pride of place in the house for a lot of years, regardless of all the features that you will win think, in the future. I think it'll take, it'll take, more, it'll take more pride of place than a, a multi, surely. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I, I would think so, particularly when the blokes who had the multis wouldn't have been dropping around a bag of oats or a six-pack of <laughs> Peroni or Crown Lager or yeah, whatever yeah, you yeah. like. Yeah, Mate, they, should, they should forget you, don't they? <laughs> dur- during the week, unfortunately, we saw Tasport, the slipper favourites, had a little hiccup. Uh, out of the Todman this weekend. Any chance of seeing him uh, maybe next weekend or is he still on a slipper path? Or? Yeah, I hope so, Peter. I mean, time's going to be his best friend and we're just going to have to wait it out and see if we can get him right in time. Just a foot, is it, James? Yeah, yeah, he's just not, he's just not quite right there. He's just too, uh, he's just too good to be um, putting that pressure on when he's not perfect, so we're going to make sure that he's right before we push on. Obviously, we'd love to see him in the race, James, but I think you'll still have the half the field and the golden slipper anyway. Just a quick question before you, we let you go. In Sydney, the Randwick Guineas, Kementari, he's a bit of an enigma, a bit of a riddle, this horse. Is the is the Canterbury Club Stakes the right race for him this Saturday? Well, it's a, it's a, it's a distance I think I can, I can, I can imagine he's going to be right in his comfort zone. And the horse is, the horse is flying. Um, we... Uh, we were that impressed with his work during the week that I can't see him doing anything but running very well. It does look like he, it does look like you know, in a race like that, he might be stuck back down along the inside. So he's going to need, he's just going to need a little bit of clear air. Um, but you know, Navesh and Danny promises promises me we could expect a good four on Saturday at Randwick. We didn't quite get that half of the rain today that was expected, and uh, and and with that with that firmer track, he can really demonstrate his turn of foot. And hopefully get back, you know, right back in there where he was 12 months ago. Would it be? I reckon that's the. I reckon that's the first time in that race that Pierrata, Trapeze Artist, and Kevin Kari face off in the one race since the Randwick Guineas 12 months to the day. Mm. Would you think uh, with Kementari, you've got him back home, probably got him up at Osborne Park. His Melbourne form yep. hasn't been bad, but without winning, like we've, we've all expected him to be the heir apparent to uh, to our next weight for age superstar. Do you, do you think he's going to be better suited at home, playing on his home turf? I, I, I think so. I mean, I, he just ha- has failed to have the killer punch in Melbourne, and he's bulked up since the CF4. I had him quite forward to, to, to win their first up out of the seven furlongs. And now he looks more—he like, looks like he's built like a sprinter now and, and ready to let down well. No worries, mate. Any chance of knocking off the old man and the autumn sun? Vedagos, actually trained by your father, Anthony, and the autumn sun in the guineas with Aramayo? Oh, look, Aramayo's got a staying pedigree, so a positive effort there um, would be a, would be a pass mark in the Rama guineas. But he he did uh, he did leave the Caulfield race course a couple of weeks ago with plenty of stored energy after not having the best of luck. Looking forward to seeing Exhilarates back to the races too, uh, the, the Magic Millions winner. That must have been some sort of day for you. You turned 30, I reckon. You only had your birthday. Were you 30 or 31 on the day? Th- th- 31. Th- yeah, 31. Um, it, was a, it was a memorable day. It'd be great to have her back to the races. Is she, uh, is she your best bet of the weekend? Exhilarates the best bet. Oh, well, I t- I'll, tell you, um, I'll tell you, she run very well, but... Um, but I'd like to think I'd like to think that Avilius hasn't got much going on wrong for him going into going into the Australian Cup. He's, he's fit and firing, and he's had the perfect preparation. James, I just want to say a couple of things before we let you go. First of all, uh, we talked about before uh, the scratching uh, ahead of 
you know, in, in last spring that cost a lot of multis. Do not scratch microphone from the Golden Slipper and do not scratch <laughs> Osborne Bulls from the new market this weekend. Talking through the kick. Uh, that's all I care yeah, about. Hang on, God, hang, hang on one sec. I've just got to get my pencil out. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought you were just going to rescue one of your kids. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is, we, we, we saw you in the spring. You know, I was out there with Moods and we are filming Moody on the mic and Mike Maroney's got his tracky dacks on and Wayne Hawks is wearing a beanie that makes him look like he's about to roll to Flemington 7-Eleven. Um, and you're there in your chinos and your RM Williams and your and your Godolphin jacket. I reckon this spring, because you're great talent, as we've experienced, can you at least try and fit in with the other trainers and get a Godolphin onesie? <laughs> And bring a parrot. Oh, a onesie and a parrot. I'll let me dial into the marketing team and I'll see what I can drum up. All right. Well, we'll uh, we might we might hold. You know what? I tell you, I tell you what. I reckon the attire in that Flemington trainers hut since Moody gave them a spray for their for their for their outfits has definitely lifted. Has well, it? Well, wow. well, there was a police investigation there, James. There was a lot of crack showing under a lot of those uh, <laughs> a lot of those tracksuit pants. It wouldn't take mo- it wouldn't take much to get Maroney to upgrade from tracksuit pants. I mean, he, he's at the bottom of the barrel now. <laughs> no, mate. Well, listen. Thanks for taking time out of your Wednesday night. We can hear the kids at your ankles. Enjoy a frothy after a hard day at the races, and uh, look forward to seeing you there. Maybe with the parrot on Saturday, making your acceptance speeches in uh, plenty of stakes races. And you better come down to thanks, Melbourne. Boy. I reckon. Yeah, Melbourne's looking yeah, forward okay. to seeing All you. Right. Good on you, James. Oh, I've, got the, I've got the tip. Thanks, guys. Thanks for your time, mate. Thanks, James. Good luck, James. There we <sighs> have it. James Cummings. I mean, isn't he just in his absolute hot form? And he's good value. And Superstar. A, yeah, absolutely yeah. good He's value. done a tremendous job with these uh, the Dali team. Um, you, you wouldn't say they've, they've never been lying low, but he's just resurrected this team and uh, he and his staff, Sydney, Melbourne, They've just taken all before and are getting bigger and stronger. And you can't begrudge them. They tip that much in, employ that many people. Um, you know, we can swing on a few tails and like to see a blade from a Chuka or, or Swan yeah. Hill knock them off every now and again. But listen, credit where credit's due. And the pressure on that young man, son of a top horse trainer, grandson of one of the greatest we've ever heard of, and he's now forcing his own niche. It's phenomenal. But I, I love the fact that he's brought a bit of personality to the golfing, uh, Godolphin. I, I yeah. think they've been, you know, the trainers that they've had before and uh, are mates with, with those guys that have been at the helm. But they're, they're pretty straight-laced and pretty serious, and that's their nature, so that's, that's fine. But here we've got a 31-year-old young man who's got a personality, doesn't want to laugh, and he's happy to show that side of himself rather than just be the straight-laced corporate guy. And I reckon that's what the racing fans are liking in James Cummings. Well, well Tommy, Tommy and me were chatting about him earlier, and, I mean, he has got the world at his feet. Oh, because he's got, he ticks every box. He's a great trainer. He's a great personality. He's a good-looking rooster, especially for a horse racing racing trainer. As I look he across, he's married, Peter Moody. man. So yeah, just no, no, take I, the. Yeah. I, that I do have a serious <laughs> man just from James, James Cummings, and I think he could be the biggest personality racing's got going forward. And more personality than Happy Jack O'Shea. Yes, yeah, you're right, mate. Yes, you're right, mate. I would say that maybe, maybe overtly, slightly got him covered. He's, there. he's right out there, Johnny. I, he's he's a ball of laughs. I, he's I love, chairman <laughs> of the comedy club. I love seeing James on uh, Magic Millions night. It was about ten o'clock. It was 
was the last lot about to go through. He was out the back having they had a bottle of champagne on just one of those picnic uh, picnic oh. tables. They weren't on the main table inside. They're out the back, and and a team of the Godolphin crew. And he was asking anyone that walked past to come to the bar and have a beer for his birthday. He'd had a few himself. He was bright eyed. He was sparkly. He was happy. And I thought that's fantastic. That's what racing's about. He's 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 bringing he's decorporatizing it and making it a bit common and, man. And I next, like it. And the next he's in the trenches, Petey. The next step from that is the onesie. Did he's you, in the trenches. Did you learn from that experience? He was not oh, in the right. terraces. He's <laughs> out with the people. I promise Mixing not to Mixing with the, the people. When was the last time you went general admission at a sporting event? Oh, well, no. the last time he couldn't bum a ticket off some of his high-flying mates that he went to school with or university 19... with or an old journalistic mate. 1991, I don't think I was working in a media position. Yeah, that'd be about right. Yeah. That's yeah. rich coming from you, Roger. You, uh, you refuse to get out in the GA with the uh, battlers. <laughs> Just not a bar. It's 2004. I do catch the tram, though. Do you? Well, I'm happy on a tram. Like the tram. I hate the trams. Oh, well, that puts me one peg above. Well, I moved to Brisbane. <laughs> Don't have tram lines in South Belgrave, so we're pretty safe. No, you're pretty right there. <laughs> All right, well, I'll tell you what we will do. We will take a break here on Moody on the Mic. And when we come back, we will take a, a look at the new market and also the Australian Cup outside of the Godolphin Runners. Don't forget, if you missed any of today's show or you want to catch up on some recent episodes, we are available on Spotify and iTunes. Just search <sighs> Moody on the Mic and look for a photo of the big fella in front of the SEN <sighs> sign. Uh, quality stuff, and like I said, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. We'll be back after the break. Aha, my hearties. On SEN, you're listening to Moody on the Mic. You certainly are on Moody on the Mic. And I tell you what, if you're a real punter, you back yourself to find a winner. And if you bet with Ladbrokes, it's even more fruitful because this Saturday we are offering enhanced odds races one to four at Flemington for your first bet on the market. That's bigger and better odds on every runner. Bet limits do apply. And you've got to remember to gamble responsibly. All right, Tommy, we've been through the new market handicap market before. Uh, if you weren't listening, just get on the podcast tomorrow and you can listen back then. Jump or just on jump Lake online Brooks. and do it. Yeah. Uh, easy way. Let's have a look at the race though. And like we mentioned, uh, Osborne Bulls. I certainly think Osborne Bulls is the one to beat. I've got it in my uh, three-leg golden slipper new market mystic journey in the All-Star Mile Multi. Um, boys, what are your thoughts heading into uh, this one? I'm already sick of hearing about that multi, Rog, but I do think Osborne Bulls... <laughs> That's the second time you've heard. It's so gross. Uh, anyway, it's a mug multi, but we'll move on. Yeah. Osborne Bulls, I think it is It is definitely the horse to beat. deserves to be favourite. It's running the Black Caviar Lightning Stakes. As James, we said before the show, James admitted probably uh, earlier that 1,000 metres probably isn't its go. 1,200 metres, Flemington Strait does look ideal. It really is tough to go past it. The horse I do want to bring up, though, at the current price of $11, Santa Ana Lane. Was an absolute star last year. Won the VRC Sprint Classic at good odds. Going around at $11 once again. Like I, I don't think there should be such a uh, price differential there. Judging by uh, Peter Moody's um, facial and hand expressions. Yeah, I don't I'm, think we'll uh, be putting that on the uh, podcast uh, live to air sort of no, stuff. Uh, no. The camera right in front of their moods. I'm hope, hope we're not live because uh, you didn't seem very um, happy with uh, Rayman's I think he stole his thunder. Moods are just tip it on SaturdayRacing.com. Oh, so well, just... you can both tip it. That's yeah, fine. No, 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 you're going you to follow him up, are you? No, I think I, I actually stand around alone. I, the fifty-eight and a half. He's you know he, a race like this is not beyond him. God, he's a good horse, and I think like you said earlier, Rain Man, he's uh, three Group Ones there in a, in a short period last season. Uh, very good horse. Osborne Bulls, his run was flashing light, wasn't it, the other day? I thought the three-year-olds would dominate. We saw the older horses were just too good, plain and simple, in her time, and Osborne Bulls in the Lightning. 
So it's hard to see those three-year-olds turning the books. I know they'd get a better weight advantage. The one horse that I was taken with as a type and physically was Graf. Graf's going to be ridden by the Wizard of the West, Willie Pike. Okay, uh, he's, he's got bigger fish to fry with... Um Sosie Bond with and this Bond Australian yeah, Cup. Yeah, yeah. Win the Australian Cup on Sosie yeah. Bond. They need to put a, uh, a statue of Willie Pike out the front of Flemington. Yeah, well, it's uh, great to see him here. We don't yeah. see a lot of him Absolutely. in the eastern states. Uh, he's obviously a very fine horseman, a great jockey, and uh, I think he's got seven rides here on Saturday. And the, I don't know if there's any truth to the rumour that the Royal Air Force are going to fly him home and uh, so people can get out on him in the last at Ascot on Saturday. <laughs> a quick trip from Tulla to... He's on the Concord. Ladbrokes bookies are celebrating. Ladbrokes bookies will sabotage that flight before yeah. he gets back to Perth, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm uh, real in all seriousness. I'm looking forward to seeing these in the yard on Saturday. I, I think there's. A, I don't think it's clear cut. It's a great race. Twenty two runners. It's going to be massive to see these horses charging down the straight. Even Mifo from the the terraces, and uh, he won't oh, be down in the trenches with the people like me. But uh, come out from the bar. For yeah, this one. yeah, he'll be looking down upon us. But uh, this, is, this is going to be great. Eduardo, uh, oh God, he's a favourite of mine. Well, I was going to ask you, he's still on the Eduardo bandwagon? Well, he's a favourite. He's drawn out there. He's only thing that scares me was from the barrier. He's probably going to be the bunny for the Osborne Bulls and Graffs uh, that are drawn out wide there. Um, you know, uh, yeah, no, nah, listen, looking forward to seeing it, but uh, no knock on the favourite Osborne Bulls, but just keen to have a look at a few of these others in the yard where they might have improved to and how Santa in Elaine has returned. I saw him down at the Balnarring Trials a few weeks back and he looked enormous. Would imagine he's only improved condition-wise since then. Only a 80... $60,000 buy out oh, of the uh, Melbourne Premier Draft that's it, just been on this week it. out of uh, Rosemont Studs Draft, uh, Santa and Lane. 60 grand you could have had him for, Rog. I'll be your I'm, shout tonight I, for a feed after the I show, am, I reckon, the way uh, Rosemont's gone this I week. I am sticking... I'm, uh, I'm going to do something that's a bit strange here and I'm going to tip Zusain. Oh. oh, wow. Really? Now, I know. Oh, you're not getting a $1.30 last time, are No, no. You, and I'm prepared to forgive him. I thought his work on Tuesday, I don't know if anyone's caught a glimpse of that uh, on um, Twitter or whatever feed you're looking at um, over the last 24 hours, but he was sensational uh, up the straight at Flemington. Mm. He's run second, beaten a lip in a... Um, in a Coolmore. Mm. Um, I just think that this might be his race. Uh, down in the weights, comes from a middle draw, Craig Williams. I just reckon he'll... I can just see him feeding his way through late and hitting that line and getting the job done. I would have loved to have seen him with blinkers on. That would have been just the, the, the bit to have me maximum bet on a, on a horse that you're getting pretty good odds about, I would imagine, Ray Matt. Yeah, $16 at the yeah. moment with Lowbrooks. Like that a lot. want to change his attitude a bit to his effort at Caulfield the other day with those big set of jacks. Crackers yeah. swinging behind his hind legs. He over raced off yeah. a no pace, and everyone uh, wants to put it down to the fact that he he's a he's a bit of a squib. I reckon we'll see the real one on Saturday if Chris Waller's uh, any any good at this training caper. What about when he swung for home and turned his head on the side and said, "You're kidding, chaps! Turn it up." Fair dinkum. Wouldn't we, win Legan Spoon race at Mount Druitt. He won't have to come around the corner on Saturday, will he? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's Unless true. they run it round the corner. Yeah. I mean, my with those they big don't. things swinging behind mm. him. <laughs> Let's move on. He'll uh, win it. So we've all got our tips. So you're going... Zusane. Zusane. You're going um, Eduardo. Oh, no, no, I'm going about six. Yeah. yeah. That's normal. What a bloody surprise that is. Won't put your Jack's crackers on the line, will you? Well, no, I got gelded a long time no, ago. I won't turn my head on the side when I look up the straight like that weak bastard either. At least I'll have a dip, but uh, just not on this occasion. I'll go Santa and Elaine <laughs> at the price. Santa and Elaine. There you go. And i tell you what, let's move on now to the Australian Cup. And a, a message here just off the SMS machine. Oh, it's up. Spectrum 1983, favourite era Australian. 
Australian Cup winner, dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. So, uh, self interest there, I think. Yeah, I would imagine so. Just a couple of other tweets before we do get to the Australian Cup. Favourite out of the week, Mood still struggling at Amphitrite. Uh, Jane laughed on the weekend. I presume that was your racing.com co host, Jane Ival, who laughed on the weekend. Uh, show's absolute gold, boys. Love it. Thanks, Mum. Uh, where is Sam? That's obviously from Mrs. McClure. Uh, James sounds like a man you, you could sit down and have many, many froffies. I agree. James is a jet ripper interview. Swanee from Croydon. I don't like racing, but this show is awesome. Rob. Well done, Rob, because you're a bit of the target market here. We want to bring racing to everyone and show what a great sport it is. All sports fans. Greatest sport mm-hmm. when you back a winner. And let's take a look now at the market for the Australia Cup. Rain Man. Avilius is the dominant favourite, $1.95. You can pretty much take your pick for the others. You've got Rekindling returning off the Melbourne Cup uh, year before last at $13. The Derby winner, ace high at $13. You've got Knight's Watch also on the market being $13 into 11 but it really is all about Avilius here. And I really can't find anything to beat it. It's been absolutely flying, this prep. First up was outstanding. The Peter Young stakes was absolutely arrogant. The only probably question mark is Barrier 1, but it was Barrier 1 in that Peter Young stakes. I think... James Cummings said it right. It's just it does tick all the boxes. I think it can become maybe the next wait for age superstar in this country, and I think uh, it'll get the uh, job done on Saturday. You don't like to use the term stone cold moral too often, but geez, it looks like yeah, it's no, it's hard to go. But you got we've got a couple of Melbourne Cup winners up the top. Great to see them back on the track. El Mandon and Rekindling, uh, first time we've seen him since he won the Cup from the Liam Howley camp team. Williams, ace high, he was. You know, I thought he was a big improver, and I thought he's one for the multiples. But I'm, uh, I'm with the Rain Man here, uh, Avilius. It's just ticks every box, and unless he's gone backwards physically, which I would imagine he wouldn't be at the races if that was the case, he improved considerably in looks and performance. I believe, and he's. Two Caulfield wins. He looks like he's going to be so much better suited on the big stretches of Flemington, and uh, he, yeah, it's he, going to take a massive amount of bad luck. Uh, Few people have the Huey Bowman nerves when we're in the middle of a Winx campaign from one alley, but if a horse is going good enough, they create their own luck, they force a passage, even if Huey doesn't want to. Uh, I'm with Avilius. I'm with Trap for Fools. Wow. I thought it was a super run, super run. Listening to you is a Trap for Fools. He's, he's back at Flemington over 2,000 metres where he won a Group 1 race. Avilius. To my knowledge, not a Group One winner just not yet. yet. No, will be. Will so be Saturday, you, but, but not yet. But everyone wants to laugh at me picking the Group you, One winner hey, over two thousand metres of Flemington. Where, has anyone laughed? I haven't heard anyone. Oh, laugh. there was a bit of a chortle going up, Peter. I'm not laugh. sure that you did, but maybe our esteemed uh, yeah. Ladbrokes compatriots did. But yeah, well, nonetheless, hey, hey, from a Ladbrokes point of view, we hope you're right. Yeah, John Allen. Uh, he was on last start and uh, has got a tremendous record on this horse. Underrated uh, jockey, John. I, I really think from um, from barrier six they can they'll, they'll they'll go to the front and and if there's any sort of leader bias in this race, mm. trap for fools is the bet of the day. And if there or if there's bad luck back he in the field, he makes his own, he makes his own luck. And Correct. Jay Jay Allen and D Yendel, we were probably remiss of us last week. We didn't mention they've. Grab the ball and run with it. Uh, mm. Obviously, their main supporter DK Wiz uh, enjoying a frothy up at uh, up at Meldon, and yep. um, and these boys have got on with the job good. So yep. well done to them too, uh, to getting out there working hard and getting the job done. Rightio, punters. There it is. Three for Avilius, one for Trap for Fools. When we return here on the Moody on the mic, we are going to wrap it up with our best bets of the weekend. Stay tuned. You're on eleven sixteen SEN. On SEN, you're listening to Moody on the mic.
You certainly are. And yet again, we are running extremely late, possibly more than ever before. So we're just going to do a quick whip around here and get the best bets of the weekend. Resident Rayman, kick us off. Flemington race four, number two, Sunset Watch first up. Going to be very well placed. Looking forward to seeing Peter Moody tip you on racing.com on Saturday. <laughs> race four at Flemington. I'm going to tip uh, a horse that's having its first start with Mick Price, Crone, with Mickey D up. Ah, not uh, tipping a Rosemont horse, mate. Well, it doesn't run in our colours, but we part own it. So why not? Of course you do. <laughs> Go the Crone. Uh, listen, I'm sticking with Spanish Reef. She let me down a couple of weeks ago at Caulfield. Race nine, horse two, two for two, track and distance uh, over the mile at Flemington. Thought blinkers might have gone on, but crossing my fingers at Kenny Keys is... Uh, he knows better than you. Yes, exactly, and this is the race that he's aimed at a peak at and uh, looking forward to Sam coming back on in the next hour after we boned him for his hour on the radio <laughs> so all Sam's supporters can uh, listen to him in a minute. Stay happy. Sorry, Sammy. Uh, look, I'm going to stick with uh, look Osborne Bulls. I mean, Avilius, I think, is the best, but it's too short. So Osborne Bulls, I think it's going to be a big, a big day for Godolphin, a big mm. day for James Cummings. That's about it for moods and his dudes, is it? Yeah, what a oh. yes, tagline uh, that was. Don't forget, as I mentioned, you can download... The podcast version of this, if you did miss anywhere on iTunes and Spotify. Moots. Have a great week. Back a winner on the weekend. I haven't come up with a punchline yet, so oh, we'll work on it. We'll Moots work on it. Moots and his dudes. <laughs> Till next week. No. See you, punters.